All right. Next segment. Next segment into the conversation. So <laughs> I guess one thing that we didn't do is we didn't come up with like the the catchy kind of tag. Like this is the Ethics at Work podcast, the podcast where we talk about ethics at work or whatever. But we should mm-hmm. have something like that that we say. Let's go with that right now. Really <laughs> Welcome to Ethics at Work, a podcast where educators at Notre Dame discuss questions of meaning, purpose, and value in the context of our working lives. We are the Ethics at Work team. I'm Paul Blaschko. I'm Megan Levis. And I'm Walter Shire. On this project, we believe that by coming together, we're going to make progress on questions about meaning, purpose, and value. So that we and our students are better prepared to face the challenges of our rapidly changing world. This is the first episode of the Ethics at Work podcast. Typically, our format will look something like this. Megan, Walter, or I will invite a guest on from Notre Dame or from the broader Notre Dame community to talk about some particular issue having to do with ethics and work. But today, we want to give you a chance to meet the Ethics at Work team and to learn a little bit more about what we've been doing on this project. So Walter, I'm going to ask you, would you be willing to tell us kind of the story of how this whole collaboration came to be and, and what it even is? Yeah, absolutely. So let's rewind to the fall of 2020. All of us were involved in the Notre Dame Institute for Advanced Study in that academic year. And it was a strange time and a very strange experience, I think, for all of us. It was sort of almost like a parody of a reality television series. We were together with Mayor Pete Buttigieg, Ted Chang, the science fiction writer, and a host of zany academics, all working on different research projects. But what was interesting, what was a lot different, I think, than the experience of most academics in that period is we were actually together. Notre Dame was in person. There were a lot of crazy restrictions, which made it, again, this like sci-fi Again, parody of a a reality television show. But it was great because we did have some time to exchange ideas. And since we were all partially locked down, we had a bit more free time to think about where we wanted to go in terms of our research, in terms of our teaching, and just reflecting on the experiences of our colleagues and especially our students. And so that kind of led to discussions about work. You know, that, that's the, the big thing that had been on our minds, right? What is, what is going on in terms of the changing landscape, not just in academia, but in the entire economy? The pandemic just had, you know, a lot of impact on how we articulated our, our thoughts about work all of a sudden, right? Because we had more time to think about it and looking towards the future. Like, what could we do if we could change things? Because it seems like so much discontent out there when it comes to work. Um, so every week we get together have breakfast on a Thursday morning and sort of brainstorm about this topic specifically. Uh, And it was great because I was planning a course on the broader ethical questions in the tech industry. And Megan and Paul were sort of putting together similar things. And it sort of launched from there. Yeah, I remember uh, just to paint a picture, you know, the 11th floor of Flanner, you can see a good bit of campus. We'd be sipping our coffee you know, having some croissants and just talking. I mean, it was really, you know, kind of a magical time just talking about these questions of meaning and purpose. You know, the course I was putting together called The Working Life is a second philosophy course. 
And I was really wondering, you know, how do we introduce some of these questions that our students are desperate to talk about, right? Like work-life balance, finding leisure in work, but also being very successful. Our students are, are very sort of achievement-oriented. They're incredibly talented. And so I remember, you know, we would sit around and talk about different texts we found. Leisure is the basis of culture or, you know, one that I hope we'll get to at some point in this series is Byung Chul Han's Burnout Society. Uh, and so we'd spend that time just sitting in Flanner, you know, sipping our coffee and, and planning our courses, thinking about where we wanted to go. I know, Walter, you were work working on a, a book that has something to do with some of these issues. And then, Megan, tell us about your course and tell us about the way in which those conversations kind of led to your thinking about how to how to introduce some of these ideas to engineers. Yeah. So in that fall of 2020, when we were having those lunches as we were or breakfasts, when we were having those breakfasts as we were affiliated with the Institute, I was actually a graduate student finishing up my PhD and thinking about kind of like what the next step for me looked like. And I remember those conversations as being super interesting, partially because these were questions that I had floating around in the back of my head as I was, you know, in the lab sitting at the microscope for many hours, I would just be kind of thinking about like, what are the societal implications of the work that I'm doing? And is this work kind of like good for the world? And is it good for me? At the same time, I was also teaching in the first year engineering program. And I had many conversations with students where they were also asking questions of like, how can we engineer for good? So through connections at the Institute, that actually brought me to the position that I'm in now, which is being a postdoc, where part of those conversations led to us designing a postdoc where I would be both doing research and building classes, especially for engineers. Yeah. So the questions that I was really thinking about were questions relating to like biotechnology and the future of work, the future of biotech and how that sort of shapes questions around kind of like, who are we? And kind of how can we support our human flourishing yeah. so I know I know Paul you were also thinking kind of working through some transitions in your career as well at that point do you want to tell us more about that yeah absolutely so I think one of the the through lines here and something we kind of laugh about is you know we were each at this unique turning point in our careers, our society as a whole was in this massive work crisis mode. And so, you know, to some extent, I think the work that we've done together is coming out of those reflective moments that you have when you start thinking like, okay, things are going well. Like, I love what I'm doing. I love what's going on. But like, what's next? Like, what are we, what are we going to pivot to? And how do we find meaning and purpose in the things that we're going to be doing? So at the time, I was actually, Megan was a, a PhD student, a fellow in the Institute, as you've mentioned, Walter was a faculty fellow. I was working at the Institute and I was transitioning to a role here in the philosophy department at Notre Dame as a teaching professor. And so I was thinking really seriously about, you know, what, what are the courses that I'm going to be designing? Because for me, that's my primary work. I get to go into the classroom twice, three, four, five times a week, and I get to talk to my students. And I want that to be something where, you know, a, a time where I can offer them something. I can say like, hey, look, these are texts that are worth thinking about. This is part of, you know, maybe your core curriculum. Maybe you're required to be in this class, but I don't want you just to check it off. I don't want you just to think like, eh, okay, I'm just going to read Aristotle and be done with it. And so for me, this is really an opportunity to think seriously about how the things that we were thinking about could be built into the core curriculum at Notre Dame, uh, how it could create different points of contact across fields. I think one of the really unique things about this project 
is that it's very multidisciplinary, right? Walter's teaching in the computer science department. Megan's a bioengineer working for Notre Dame Technology Ethics Center right now. I'm a philosopher. So we're coming from very different places and, and, you know, there are challenges to that kind of translating back and forth. Like what, okay, what are we saying here? What frameworks are we using? But there's also massive opportunities. We get to see the same students at very different points in their experience here at Notre Dame. Uh, and if they can read some of the same texts or if they can be considering some of the same questions in their professional ethics course for uh, their computer science major and then go into their bioengineering or their you know final engineering class, having thought a little bit about Aristotle in their second bio course, there's a kind of continuity there that I think at Notre Dame we really aim to have. And so that's one of the things that's most exciting to me about the project is, is the ways in which we can help our students kind of unify that experience and really be thinking seriously about these issues across a lot of different contexts and a lot of different points in their education. Yeah. Is there anything else that you guys want to share? I mean, I think one of the challenges that we face here is as a multidisciplinary project that came out of informal meeting times over the course of a year during the pandemic, it's hard to describe, like, what are we, what are we doing? Right. And so maybe one thing that would help is if we get really concrete and just say, Hey, what have we actually done? What are we doing now? And what do we aim to do in the future? So I don't know, Megan or, or Walter, if, if one of you wants to take this, but let's try to paint even more of the picture about, you know, what we're up to on campus. So in my own work as, as an instructor, right, and as a researcher, I'm really thinking about re-envisioning this landscape of tech work. I've been challenging my students in my technology ethics course to think about what they're going to do when they become managers, right? When they become figures at companies, you know, people who can actually enact some sort of change in terms of the, the structure of work, how we think about work and do work. You know, these are big things. I know a lot of our students, right, are thinking deeply about meaning and purpose in work, right? They're, they're concerned, especially those going into computer-oriented work, right? How, how much time is going to be, you know, expected, you know, at the workplace? Do I have to be on call all of the time? There are all these new technologies for productivity that keep us plugged into our jobs all of the time, right? And that pervasive nature of work is becoming very, very problematic. I think most of our students acknowledge this is an issue, yet they're still kind of thrust into this system. So yeah, you know, it's like once you start to like move up the, the, the food chain, right in terms of you know uh the workplace you know can you actually do something uh to change these things right it's very very difficult when you're starting out but again knowing that these are issues right uh, going into it i think could uh, go a long way uh, we're not going to solve these things right in in the near term uh given right the complexities of the economy um, but again i think this is something we can chip away at over time which is good yeah, awesome. And Megan, how about, how about you take us through a whirlwind tour? This is audio, so you're going to have to really, you know, kind of paint the picture, but what do we do? What 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 are what are the ways in which we're trying to accomplish the goals that that we've been talking about here on the podcast? Yeah, so because these questions are so big, we are sorry, because these questions are so big, we've needed a team that is like particularly interdisciplinary. I also think I want to just highlight one thing that we said a couple of at a couple of different points throughout this discussion, but it's the fact that we have such an interdisciplinary team that I think we have like really interesting conversations coming at this question of work from so many different domains. So part of that was thinking about, okay, what do we actually want to kind of like build in this space? And here we've really sort of thought deeply about courses that we've taken and courses that we've 
given before and ones that are good versus ones that are maybe like a little bit boring, a little bit dry. So we wanted to make this a really kind of like dynamic space. In particular, all of this started during the pandemic. So we have really sort of focused on the digital tools that we're building for our students. So we have a number of different elements that include, you know, our videos, our websites. We have a lot of dynamic content that's available online because we wanted to give the students this experience of kind of entering into the conversation similarly to what's happening here, to what was happening on those Thursdays in the IAS. We're thinking about kind of conversational type endeavors, but kind of how can we bring that using like internet tools, basically. So I teach a class called Technology, Self, and Society, where we think about the like social and ethical dimensions of engineering, of technology more broadly. This semester, I have a couple of students who are in architecture. So we're thinking really broadly about tech, but also using tech to kind of think through these questions. We have a YouTube channel, which is kind of fun. A lot of different explainers. We have interviews, and we're hoping to kind of continue expanding that with the work that we're doing with this podcast as well. Walter and Paul, do you guys want to take a second and introduce kind of the classes that you guys are currently teaching? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm teaching a course called Ethical and Professional Issues in Computer Science and Engineering. Um, it has two major pieces. Uh, the first piece, talking about work, right? What is tech work? What happens at a tech company? This is hiring. Uh, this is what happens on the job. Uh, this app is also touching on management issues, right? All of these big things uh, that our students are thinking about, especially juniors and seniors, right, who are hitting the job market. Then the course goes on to talk about specific technologies that are being developed in the tech industry. So this is social media. This is artificial intelligence. This is information security and privacy. Really big controversial topics. All again, touching on work, right? Work produces these things and big implications for society as these new and sometimes disruptive technologies reach ordinary people out there through the internet. Yeah. And the course that I've been teaching most recently, I guess both semesters last year, and then I'll offer it again in the spring, it's called The Working Life. And it's sort of, in a way, a follow-on to a course that I've been working on for about eight years here at Notre Dame called God and the Good Life. So the course is a philosophical take on all of the different issues, or at least many of the different issues, that I think students should be considering if they want to live good, ethical, well-integrated work lives. This is kind of a catchphrase that we use in, in all of our classes, right? So we think from the first-person point of view, we think like, okay, you're going to try to get a job. Okay. When you try to get a job, you're already embedded in the system, especially our students embedded in the system where, you know, there's so much pressure to achieve and there's so much pressure to land a job at a particular kind of company, get a certain number uh, on your paycheck every month, et cetera. Right. Uh, okay. So how do you, how do you disentangle all of the incentives that you've got to really just push and achieve, acquire status and these broader goals that you have in your life, right? You want to live a well-integrated life. You might want to have time for family or for friends. You don't want to spend 80, 90, 100 hours at work every week for the rest of your life, right? So how do you do that, right? What are the, what are the different frameworks? What are the different concepts that you can draw on, especially in my class? These are philosophical concepts and frameworks. And so from the beginning, we talk really broadly. Uh, we, we ask the question, you know, what is work even for? What's the purpose of work? Uh, and we use Aristotle and some contemporary commenters on Aristotle to try to really get clear on that question. This is a really fun discussion. It's actually one that, that uh, we've had in a couple of classes, even this week here at Notre Dame. So, so one of the fun things is, you know, we're able to go into each other's classes and give guest lectures and talk to each other's students. And so it's, it's a question that we pose to, I think, like four or five different groups of students this week. 
What is work for? What's the purpose of work? It seems like a simple thing. You're like, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Work is to make money or like work is to find structure and purpose in life, right? But you start thinking about it and you look at some of the, the ways in which historically philosophers like Aristotle have examined this and you find actually, no, it's, it's really tough, right? So one of, the, one of the favorite moments from this week in those classes is, you know, Aristotle's got this line and he says, the ultimate purpose of work is leisure because you need leisure in order to contemplate enough to have this contemplative sort of life to be happy and to live well and to flourish. And you put that in front of students and they start digging into this question, right? And they start asking their own questions. They're like, well, wait a second. What does Aristotle mean by leisure? And then by the end of the class, they're like, and, and what do we mean by work? These theme, like these seemed obvious when we started, but suddenly like, you know, we're kind of in this sort of epistemological crisis where we're trying to rebuild from the ground up. What are our concepts, our notions of work? Now, we don't leave them there. We don't just say like, okay, good luck. Now, like go apply for a job. You know, we walk through the whole semester and, and, and try to help them kind of build up their own ideas and their own theories about these things. But that was just a, a fun conversation, kind of a highlight of, of my week. I'll mention here really briefly, if people who are listening to this want to see where our courses live, all of those things are available online. So if you go to ethicsatwork.nd.edu, so ethicsatwork.nd.edu, you'll be able to access all of the course content for all the classes that we're talking about right now and some new course content. So we put all of our resources up there in a database. And as we help faculty develop new classes, as we develop new classes on our own, we put all of those up there on the internet so that everybody can see everything that we've been up to. If you go there, you'll see, as Megan mentioned, some YouTube videos where we're explaining what Aristotle thinks about work or why it's important for bioengineers to think about virtue. So there's just a, a whole world of resources out there and you can navigate those by going to that side. I think that's probably the best way to kind of get a, a big picture of, of the kind of resources that we've been producing. So we're going to talk here in a second about the mission of ethics at work and the future of ethics at work, not the future of work, but the future of our work. We want to take just a quick break before we do that. And so we'll be back in a second and we'll talk about our mission and the future of the Ethics at Work project. So welcome back to Ethics at Work. We're going to chat a little bit now about why we're working on this project together. And to lead us into this, I want to ask Paul to talk a little bit more about our mission here at Ethics at Work. All right. And if it's okay by you guys, I'm actually just going to do a, a little dramatic reading. So I'm going to dramatically read our mission statement. This is the short version that we, we use internally and, and when we're talking to folks outside the project, potential collaborators. So here it is. The Ethics at Work mission. The Ethics at Work courses prepare students to reflectively anticipate the practical and intellectual challenges posed by the rapidly changing contemporary workplace in pursuit of more meaningful and integrated work lives. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that dramatic reading, Paul. <laughs> You're welcome. So Walter, could you tell us a little bit more about what that actually means? Yeah, absolutely. I think the key word for me in that statement is reflectively. I teach mostly engineers, you know, very sort of career oriented. When they're thinking about jobs, they're really thinking about getting the job. What are the practical steps necessary for doing that? Again, computer scientists, you know, how can I 
know, know all the ins and outs of a programming language like Python, they're not really thinking at a higher level about the types of jobs they're going to end up in. And that's the purpose of this whole project, right? It's like, can you take a bird's eye view of what's happening out there in, say, the tech industry and try to understand it uh, in a way that helps explain some of the lower level things you're seeing day to day at the job? Uh, that's the whole purpose here. And again, try to rethink some of the pieces that aren't really working. I hear all the time from students about their concerns, about what they're experiencing after they graduate. Yes, I hear a lot from our alums. Uh, and in many cases, they're simply confused. It's like, why why is this happening this way, right? It's like, why am I working so many hours? Why is my boss telling me to do this in particular? What are the implications of these technologies I'm developing, right? Do I even want to do this long term? All of those are big things you can think about before you even get to that point. Yeah, and I just want to highlight something here, which is that we're looking both practically and intellectually. So we're not just thinking about sort of how many texts can we throw in front of a student or kind of how can we get them to work really hard and kind of get the grade, which we already know Notre Dame students are awesome at doing that. But I think the practical applications here are what really makes this project distinctive because these are questions that we really recently were facing and some of us are still kind of thinking through but this is something that I think allows us to kind of like connect and think more broadly about this topic not just intellectually but like how do we live through questions relating to meaning and purpose in work and in our lives so Talking about kind of our mission more generally and specifically, when we have conversations with collaborators on campus and off, they tend to ask a couple of different questions. So I want to jump into those now and begin. And I'll begin by asking you, Walter, this is a question that I think is is really important. But why is this something that us professors at Notre Dame are particularly well positioned to work on? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And I think it comes down to, with respect to the answer, Notre Dame being a key center for the development of ethical thought, right? And this is not just one particular academic department or one particular person, right? It's the whole university. And that means we have engineers thinking about these big ethical questions, not just the philosophers, not just the theologians. Yeah, I want to build off of that a little bit as well and talk more about kind of Notre Dame's Catholic identity. I think this is something that makes us particularly well positioned to think through these questions as well. I know next week in my class, we're going to be talking about Catholic social teaching, and that's an excellent sort of first place to jump into some of these questions. Continuing on, Paul, I want to ask you, is this just a teaching project or are there kind of more things that we're thinking about within ethics at work. Yeah. So on the one hand, I want to say, yeah, it is a teaching project. And, you know, as, as a teaching professor, teaching is something that I think of very, very broadly, right? So for instance, you know, I, I you know, maybe embarrassingly, I have a TikTok account and I do a lot of social media engagement. I think of that as totally continuous with the kind of educational experience that we're providing in the classroom. The last book that, that I worked on with a colleague here on campus, Megan Sullivan, was aimed at a really broad audience, right? So we published it with a, a trade press and it's aimed at, at, you know, just anybody in an airport who's got a couple of hours to spare and things like, I, I want to think really hard about living a good life or I want to think about how philosophy could help me do that. So on the one hand, yeah, it's a, it's a teaching project, right? But on the other hand, I think for me, teaching and research, and I know this is a core part of, of you know, how we think about this as a team, 
Teaching and research go hand in hand. So some of the projects that we've been working on are turning into research projects. We're you know, applying for grants that would allow us to bring people to campus to really seriously think about the future of work and automation and AI and the role that's going to play in it. I'm working on a book right now for an academic press about the philosophy of work more generally, where we're going to get into questions that are you know, individual and sort of good life questions that people should be considering, but also systematic, right? So how does capitalism play a role in some of these questions about work and finding meaning and purpose in it? Is it inherently alienating, right? So these research questions for me, we just go back and forth, right? The, the project has research outputs. It's got public facing outputs and components. We're you know, making videos that people can access on YouTube. And it's also resulting in a lot of scholarly work as well. We're, we're trying to publish papers on this stuff and change the conversation in higher ed and in the culture more broadly. So, so maybe that was a kind of a weaselly way to do it. But yeah, it's a teaching project, but it's so much more than that. Yeah. So Paul, that sets me up really well for our next question, which is like, what is the broader need that we're meeting here? And Walter, do you want to take this one? Yeah. So I think what we're meeting here is related to our and our students' disordered relationship to work in what is definitely a rapidly changing world. As I mentioned earlier, you know, I hear from students all the time about this. I hear from our alums about this uh, all of the time. You know, it's like, why aren't we happy in many cases at our jobs, right? And, and why, importantly, are we letting jobs basically dominate our lives, right? This becomes like the singular thing we're thinking about, right? And that's at, you know, the expense of, of the family, right? That's at the expense of our friends, society at large. You know, how did this happen? And how can we sort of negotiate those circumstances to make things better? If I can jump in too, you know, when we're talking about this project on campus, I'll often find myself in conversations with alums or, you know, there's a, a great program here at Notre Dame called the Institute for the Inspired Leadership Initiative. I always forget what the I's be. But these are folks who are coming, you know, after having had very successful careers, they're coming to Notre Dame to really rethink the next step in their careers. When I'm talking to my dad about the courses I'm developing, I'll often suddenly find myself in a deeply philosophical conversation, right? And applying some of the things that we're thinking about in class to questions like, what do you do with your retirement? Like, what do you do after you're done at the job that you're in? Or how do you transition from one job to another in a meaningful way, right? We're not going to give like career advice, like here's what you should do with your resume. But th these conversations are things that a lot of people across all areas and all sort of stages of, of their adult development are facing. And so one thing that's just been really inspiring for me is to see the way in which, you know, the framing of the questions speaks not just to our students, but to our students six months after graduating, five years after graduating, speaks to their parents, speaks to my parents, speaks to other faculty on campus. And I think that just sort of, you know, illustrates the scope of, of what we're doing here and how necessary it is. Yeah, I also think that to kind of underline the different things that we're talking about, human flourishing is a big question that we have now and that we're really thinking about, I think, in terms of looking at sort of like broader needs. We're, we're a team made up of a philosopher, a couple of engineers who are thinking about kind of like technology, but this really reaches a lot of different domains. I know recently we've had a lot of questions about future biotechnologies, the future of medicine and social media. There are so many different domains of our lives that these questions really touch on. And pretty much any conversation that I have with someone in relation to ethics at work, there's always some sort of like new and interesting question that they will bring kind of building on some of the questions that we've been asking 
previously. So I want to ask kind of like one more question and I'll direct this back to you, Walter, which is like, why now? Like, why is this such an urgent and pressing problem? What does our contemporary work look like such that this is a question that really is timely? Yeah, it's a really great question, Megan. I think it comes down to this inclination to take on more and more and more to achieve success. In fact, in my class, I like to use a phrase more and faster, right? That seems to summarize a lot of contemporary work these days. And of course, there there's a human toll to that philosophy of work. And, and you know, we sort of believe here in this project, there's a better way, right? And I think, again, like things are sort of coming to ahead at this point, just because, again, you can only put in so much before, right, you start to break down. And again, we're hearing about all these cases of burnout, right, where we're just seeing the the physical impact of this style of work. And that's a big issue. I want to add one one other area that, you know, is is kind of an area of great concern here on campus, but just in higher ed in general. And that is, you know, student well-being. So Walter is talking about the ways in which work just generally in our society has led to all of these challenges, a lot of mental health challenges, right? A lot of people are stressed at work. A lot of people are having deep anxiety at work. Our students obviously are no exception to this, right? They're in this kind of achievement mindset. And so on campuses across the nation, people are, are wondering how can we better deal with and provide resources that students need just to, to sort of have well-balanced, integrated, flourishing lives you know, here on campus. And so I think one of the things that we're trying to do, even just with the curriculum planning, honestly, is think really intentionally about what we're asking our students to do and, and reimagine the different ways in which we can help them think through these questions while still maintaining their sanity, while still maintaining their health and their well-being. So that's just another area that I think we care a lot about and that we're thinking a lot about here at Notre Dame together and, and with collaborators. Yeah, I think we're also thinking about professional training for these students. So in engineering, we have a lot of students that are working on teams and their capacity to kind of like interact with each other, especially when they come from kind of different backgrounds or are going through different experiences. I think like mental health is a great example where it adds a layer of like trickiness to kind of like working with each other that we are we have seen with our students, I know culturally there's a big conversation about kind of student mental health, student sort of like preparedness and professional training more generally. So these are all excellent reasons for sort of like why these questions are so salient to us right now, but also kind of has resonated with so many different communities that we've kind of shared our story of ethics at work too. So having said that, Thank you guys so much for chatting with me today. I think we're going to take a second and talk about the format of the podcast moving forward. But we just wanted to take a second and thank our listeners for listening. We have a lot of cool conversations planned with some really interesting people that are thinking about these questions relating to ethics at work more broadly from a ton of different backgrounds. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Paul. Yeah, thank you so much. So I'll just tie this up real quick. Today's episode was a chance to get to know the Ethics at Work team, kind of the core team. Walter Shire, professor in the computer science department, Megan Levis, postdoc in bioengineering in the ND Tech, the Tech Ethics Center here at Notre Dame. And then I'm Paul Blaschko, assistant teaching professor in the philosophy department. And I direct a program in arts and letters on business and the liberal arts. In future versions of this podcast, you're going to hear one, two, or all three of us interview guests. So 
So we'll have other professors here on campus. We'll have guests from our alumni networks and we'll typically take up a particular theme, right? So we might ask, why is burnout such a big problem in the contemporary workplace? And how can the disciplines that we're coming from, philosophy, computer science, bioengineering, psychology, whoever our guests are, how can we bring the insights from those disciplines to bear on those particular issues or questions? So in the future, you'll hear some combination of us hosting guests and collaborators from across campus and beyond it. And they'll typically be organized around some theme that we care about as the Ethics at Work crew. So thanks everybody so much for listening today. This is Ethics at Work, a podcast where we Educators at Notre Dame discuss questions of meaning, purpose, and value in the context of our working lives. <laughs>